0: from the offices of ben and ben this is the third episode of ben's week in review presented by follow hollow this week kingdom trail updates sea otter will see what happens next
1: Jeez, Strava! <laughs>
0: In Trump's land and water. All right, but first, like I said, it's presented by Follow Hollow, Ben. So this week, it didn't really have any Follow Hollow adventures, <laughs> but I will tell you that they will. I should it, this week, year's um, maple season should be sponsored by Follow Hollow because I will. Ooh. It starts. Started, got a couple trees, start dripping last weekend, and it'll start this weekend, and I'm pretty sure that I will be wearing those socks, because what I end up doing is running around in my regular shoes, and we have like a foot of snow in the woods, and your feet get all wet and cold and stuff, so I end up wearing those. That sounds like
1: awful planning on your part. I know,
0: but just do a quick run around and grab all the sap and all that kind of stuff. Long story. All right.
1: And you're like two weeks behind us then because our maple has been flowing like crazy.
0: Yeah, just we had a little bit of warm weather last week, but now we're supposed to get 50, and that will really kick stuff off. So, Yeah, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, it's a couple weeks behind other areas. All right. Like I said, presented by Follow Hollow. Go to followhollow.com. So this week I have a code. It's for $5 off. They're $25 socks. $5 off equals $20. So you can use code MBR5. You can type in five the number or five spelled out. MBR five. But in place of, like I said, I don't have an adventure. In place of that, do you know where the hollow and follow hollow comes from?
1: No, that's um okay. is it the hollow fibers? Yes. It that is. would be my guess.
0: Yes, it is. So alpaca. They're made of alpaca wool,
1: I think you call it.
0: Yeah. And yeah. the uh fibers are hollow. And that leads to a lot of things. Mainly managing moisture. Stinkiness, all that kind of stuff. So,
1: well, that's that's, that's how the fiber stays warm when it's wet because yeah. it is hollow.
0: Yeah, it's magic. So that's it, it is magic. <laughs> Follow hollow dot com. All right, we also have hand up gloves. You want to say something about that? The yeah, code? absolutely. 10%. Yeah. Um,
1: so so uh go on to uh, handupgloves dot com uh, and enter promo code MTB Radio to save ten percent on your order. And thanks to those guys for obviously supporting Mountain Bike Radio in this effort.
0: Alright, there you go. This week's news. What do we have? I don't know. Where do you uh, want to start? Sorry, there is a major uh, update in all of this. Uh, Mountain Bike Radio is now closed. (laughs) For (laughs) illness. For what? Prevention. For what? In case uh, of COVID-19.
1: Well, you know, and I think
0: 2019 has affected Mountain Bike Radio and Ben and Ben's office, so we will shut this down.
1: And I think that, you know, in order to further support the efforts here at Mountain Bike Radio listeners, head on over to our swag store and pick up your very own limited edition Mountain Bike Radio mask so that you too can be protected as you walk through this scary, scary environment. Yes. What kind of what are those masks called surgical masks?
0: I don't know, but you have a beard so you're in trouble anyway. I mean, it's it, here's the thing is obviously the news is filled with it. Um we're going to and try not to get deep in the woods of coronavirus closings and such. Um it is obviously a, a serious issue. Um however there it's been kind of uh it gets so a lot of clicks. Flu. It gets a lot of clicks. So, so f- alcoholism I know, and but right so now this gets a lot
1: use. of <laughs> You want me to just keep going?
0: Yeah, it's. I know. It's a good distraction. <laughs> but right now, it has become the hot click topic. So the news, as far as starting to dig around and listening and all that kind of stuff, as far as our world of things, uh, it's become a hot click thing, too. So there's a lot of news out there that's flying around as far as coronavirus-related things. Um, it's one of those things, man. It gains momentum, and all of a sudden, you have... Hundred thousand cases throughout the eight billion people in the world and it's become the priority for everything everywhere. So um once something gains you know, momentum like that in this type of world, like panic spreads pretty quickly and off off to the races. So all I'm saying is from the news perspective, we won't dig deep into the weeds on that, but I just thought I, I kind of had to do that. So
1: Well, it's 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 too too much of a hot topic not to at least yeah, address I it.
0: I know. All right. Kingdom Trails.
1: Yeah, speaking of viruses, no. (laughs) So Kingdom Trails updates. Um, So I actually went to Winter Bike, which is their annual fat bike festival, which happened a couple weeks ago. Um, And I volunteered, which was a really cool way to kind of get a sense of the vibe that's going on there in the local area. And sort of that interaction between the riders, the snowmobilers, the locals. Um, I was actually uh, stationed at the bottom of Darling Hill, which is one of the major intersections between um, the Vast, which is the the snowmobile trail network, um, Darling Hill Road, which is a huge artery for vehicles uh, in and out of town, and then um, a major intersection for a lot of the uh, trails that access the Darling Hill side of, of Kingdom Trails. Anyway, it was very cool to be positioned there and get a sense from the locals how appreciative they were of Kingdom Trail's upping the level of volunteerism upping the number of people who were helping direct traffic, help keep the town safe as this huge event uh, unfolded. There was 375 riders this year, um, which was exactly what Kingdom Trails wanted to have. They wanted to have a very, you know, a decent showing, but um, nothing that was was super overwhelming, so they kind of nailed it. They had a really good uh, reception. Everybody from the town felt really good. There was a few issues, like snowmobilers, um, you know... uh, Fat bikers, when you're riding on a snowmobile trail, what side of the trail do you ride on? You ride on the right, just like you're riding on the road. Um, so remind, remember that next time that you're out there on a snowmobile trail, because uh, there was a there was a slight a slight instance where a snowmobiler and a fat biker uh, almost collided because they were not riding on the right side of the trail. Anyway, they're doing a lot in this like this first piece of of working with. Um, uh, Winter bike was a step in their direction uh, to getting things with the town a little bit more settled. Last year, they actually received a thousand, uh, excuse me, a hundred thousand dollar grant um, to really take a look at and uh, appraise the whole feasibility of Kingdom Trails in Burke, uh, which includes uh, expanding the trail network where they can um, increasing the uh, just the access and the um, overall. Um, uh, what am I trying to say here? Um, wow, you're gonna have to edit out this huge pause in my brain. No, it's live. <laughs> it's live. Um, so, and it's the infrastructure. There we go to help support the infrastructure of Kingdom Trails in in Burke. And so it's it's you know it's a step in the right direction of. Um, protect, protecting the trails that are there, helping you know increase uh, visibility to uh, all the riders and the users and the town folk to uh, the benefit of having them, but at the same time, the respect of the landowners and the respect of the land that people are riding on. There's currently a trail network capacity study uh, it actually ends today, but um, uh, they are doing a ton of different surveys and really getting a good sense from everybody involved with Kingdom Trails, all of the stakeholders, the townsfolk, the private landowners, the businesses, the riders, um, the industry, everybody involved in making this a really good uh, solution going forward. And I was joking. It almost feels like I mean, mountain biking's only been around for 50 years, give or take. It feels like in that time we've expanded, we've dropped off, we've gone back, we've kind of had this up and down, up and down. But this right here tells me actually we're we're trying to figure out how to be adults. Like, okay, we've had a huge boom, we've had a huge resurgence, now let's figure out how to make this thing sustainable going forward. So I I see a ton of great things coming from this uh, and a lot of opportunity for the whole entire industry to learn, you know, how is mountain biking not only feasible but sustainable and scalable as we go across the country
0: yeah i think it's a good example keep watching
1: yeah yeah keep keep a close eye on what's going on there and we'll keep updating as things continue to go along
0: yeah all right so next we have uh sea otter we will see how it goes It is, if you haven't seen the news, yesterday we are recording on Friday morning, March 6th, and yesterday yesterday afternoon they announced that Seattle is postponed, and they will be rescheduling, uh, and they expect to announce that, it says, they said next week. So watch next week for the new date. If we find it, we'll let you know, but it was scheduled for April 16th and 19th. Uh, As you may or may not know, it has become one of the, if not the most popular, show expo out there right now uh it kind of fills all the needs early season kicking the season off uh, it's a great outdoor venue nice weather generally a little cool sometimes tons Uh, of people go to it yeah so it's been become very popular so that was a big that's big news along with that i will note that the north american handmade bicycle show was postponed and uh, rescheduled to august 21st to 23rd
1: so. You know what's interesting is that the Cabot East event wasn't postponed, though. No. No, they're still having that.
0: Well, things will go so. on. Yeah. Things will go on. I suspect that from these type of things, what you will see is, although Seattle will be postponed, and let's say it is in June or the fall, or I, my guess is sometime later in the summer, in the fall ish or something. Uh, what's going to happen is all these. A lot of companies had things ready to roll anyway, and you're just going to start to see creative ways to do it without spending all the money of going to Sea Otter. Whether it's um, so, so local... industry
1: folks, industry folks who are listening right now, you know, you could also uh, partner with Mountain Bike Radio to uh, announce what new products you have coming. Yeah, out I mean
0: that's, this this would be support. this would be a one way to do it. So if you are somebody out there who wants to get a little. Uh, ahead of the curve and get the news out there in a different format other than just dropping a uh, press a release out there with everyone else's. Uh, Ask Ben at mountainbikeradio.com. But uh, I, I suspect that's what you'll see is some creative ways of using the internet to yeah. spread that news. I don't know what it'll be, but there's a lot of creative smart people out there.
1: To the gram.
0: Uh, next. Next. Uh, pull this one off a of pink bike uh pnw components has a new awesome. rainier dropper post that features the tool list travel adjust system the t-l-t-a-s t-t-a-s tool list travel adjust system which gives you customizable travel 30 mil travel adjust in 5 mil increments millimeter shouldn't say mil millimeter increments um, so that's worth checking out. Uh, link is in the show notes as usual. So go over to Pink Bike, check that out. It's cool, nice picture. Have you ever
1: ridden in the other PNW stuff?
0: Not really. I mean, yeah, not not worth like talking about.
1: Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah. So if There's I was in the e-bike world, I there.
0: wouldn't understand how fun it is. Then if I haven't ridden it, no. All right. Uh, <laughs> on to the next. Uh, this one came, a dig? This one came across yesterday. <laughs> Hey, I can throw digs in there. Uh, this one came across yesterday. was pretty sad. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Ben Zontag, he's a very popular pro mountain biker who's from Durango, Colorado, died when he was hit by a truck. Actually, Wednesday afternoon, I think it was, but I saw it yesterday. Uh, on Wednesday, March 4th, out near Durango, uh, and it looks like it was on a country dirt road, too, so... I saw a quote from Todd Wells who said that that road, just even on a busy day, you'd see four to five cars at most. Uh, So it sounds like a horribly terrible thing. And before anybody jumps to conclusions about the 19-year-old that hit him and wasn't paying attention and doing all this and that, it's like maybe the guy's going a little too fast on this gravel road, got freaked out, something happened. Um, To assume the worst intentions is... Not fair either, because his life could have been changed for the worst if it turns out that he was speeding and watching his phone and like went off the road, careened back over the other side and hit him. It was totally bad. Then screw that guy. But until then, I, I, the comments like I can do without because who knows what happened. Right. Um. But like I said, he was very popular from all accounts from everybody that I'm connected with. We everybody liked him. Like totally nice guy. I, every time I saw him racing, doing stuff, like when I lived out in Colorado, um, I think it was Breck Epic I saw him at the last time, um, it's always smiling and you know talkative and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, that uh, sucks. But uh, I thought I'd give you just a little piece of information that I dug up about Ben. Uh, did you know that it was he first came to the U.S. from Germany in 2004? because of Nordic skiing. So he had won two elite world championships in winter triathlon, which mixes uh, cross-country skiing, mountain biking, and running or snowshoeing. And he had a scholarship for cross-country skiing at the University of Alaska Anchorage, where he competed for three years, earned All-American status three times, and a second place finish at the 2006 NCAA Championships. And then when he didn't see a future for himself in Nordic skiing, he came to, he T- went, moved to Durango to race bikes for Fort Lewis College, and he went on to win the collegiate cross country mountain bike national title for Fort Lewis College in 2007 and eight, and then a short track championship 2000 or sorry yeah and a short track championship in 2008, and since then you could have seen him in racing in all kinds of formats all over the country, uh, for the Cliff Bar team. Uh, so that's uh,
1: yeah. And he also raced internationally, didn't he? I mean, he was yeah. all over the world.
0: Uh, LaRuda I think one year he might yeah. have won LaRuda? Yeah. Um, yeah. finished. Yeah, he's one of the best out there. So, yeah, that's a big loss for the mountain bike world. Uh so sorry to hear that. Uh, if you want to read more, links in the show notes. I'm sure there's other ways to reach out. All right, next. Strava. <laughs> <laughs> Made some updates.
1: Get that, out of my way. Uh, I'm KOMing in this thing.
0: Yeah, if you're in the if you're in Strava and checking out what everyone else is doing and paying attention on your phone and doing all that stuff. Uh, They made some updates to help you organize your favorite people and some of the latest activities. So you could check that out. There's ways to um, highlight people you want to see and kind of organize the activities there. So there you go. All right. So we have uh, Hacks
1: going on. Hacks!
0: Yeah. What's up with that? Yeah.
1: Oh, jeez. So if you haven't been paying attention to the whole YouTube world, um, Brian Lopes, uh, former pro, um, had uh, made a statement a couple weeks ago. Does he work uh, for
0: Seth, Brian? Does he work for... <laughs> or is it Phil? I can't remember who Brian works for. Sorry, go ahead.
1: <laughs> so Brian Lopes basically uh, uh, made digs a statement. The dates are only getting better. Yeah, pretty much. As we much. do more made,
0: episodes, just so yeah. Sorry,
1: go ahead. <laughs> made a statement about the uh, the YouTubers that are out there and, and called them hacks. Uh, and be careful what you are, are paying attention to on YouTube. And uh, it started a little bit of a beef battle between him and uh, um, Phil Metz, uh, also known as Skills with Phil, um, that has, I think, you know, it kind of addresses an elephant in the room, which is... Um, the, the increase of the sort of, uh, the 15 minute of fame celebrity that is now becoming even more and more a thing, uh, via YouTube, but, um, and sort of a, a, uh, the, the, the next, the next round of people that we pay attention to, right? Um, things change, things alter over time and evolve. And sometimes not everybody's happy about that. Um, but you know, read more about it. It's an interesting battle back and forth. Take what you will. Um, and uh yeah, enjoy the beef, people.
0: <laughs> I I think that it is like you noted it's a trend that I think we'll see more of, so you'll hear more about that type of thing as we go along, I'm sure. Uh all right, so from the desk of motor assisted pedaling devices, I have nothing this week. Um <laughs> You can head over to, I don't know, you can't even say it. I have it in the notes here, but uh, head over to E-Bike Rumor if you want that. But um, obviously there's been a lot of news on the E-Mountain bike front uh, all over the place. I think that has become another uh, hot click type of thing. So, um there's a lot of good information out there that people are putting out, and I think there's a lot of information, good information that is not getting put out, so there's an opportunity there. Um, but nothing new from that. I, I'm going to stop from digging deep into that. You can Google it if you want. But that's it there. Uh, all right. So on the not- I started
1: I just 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 so you know when the uh, coronavirus apocalypse does happen I am going to generate uh, electricity in my house via my e bike. Huh. So that would be the most the
0: most absolutely ridiculously inefficient way of generating electricity <laughs> that there is. It would uh, all right on Tuesday. <laughs> President Trump tweeted, "Quote." I am calling on Congress to send me a bill that... Wait, wait, wait.
1: President Trump tweeted something? Does he actually talk? I don't know. I think he
0: chirps. He chirps. Actually, yeah, he does talk way too much. Okay. On Tuesday, he tweeted, quote, I am calling on Congress to send me a bill that fully and permanently funds the LWCF. Um, This is, just so you know, is the Land and Water Conservation Fund and restores our national parks. When I sign it into law, it will be historic for our beautiful public it was capitalized George. in his yeah, it was capitalized in his tweet. It will be historic for our beautiful public lands. So here's the scoop. If you don't know Land and Water Conservation Fund, what it does is it funds a lot of things from
1: a lot of them.
0: Yeah, from local city pools to public beach access to national park service facilities and everything in between uh as you may have noticed in these ben's weeks in weekend review episodes uh i have a theme going with public <coughs> access and well, public private whatever land access and a lot of things thing. going on it's it's going to be the thing that we run into going forward uh but this is important because there is some movement going, and this is backed by both Democrats and Republicans, this bill uh, that would account for full funding of the Land and Water Conservation Fund, one, then uh, $1.3 billion to address the backlog of issues within the national park system, and potentially even more dollars directed at other federal lands like National Forests and the Bureau of Land Management. It would seek to fund over five years, about half of the 12 billion maintenance backlog in National Park Service facilities. So the LWCF has benefited American communities and open spaces for more than 5 decades since 1964. Uh but a lot of us, you, me, uh aren't even aware of the existence. So it works in several different ways and has completed over 40,000 projects since 1964 and uh yeah benefits open space public lands um, it's it's from all accounts is a, a pretty good thing a pretty good fund and uh, like I said you might be thinking well wow, there's no trails in National Park there's no trails here where I ride this and that um, something like this I think is a very much a trickle down and uh, applies to all public lands and then we use that from a, maybe a mix of public-private access type of thing. All access, we look up to these types of uh, things when different uh, land projects happen, studies, you name it. Everything that deals with all kinds of land access. So I think it's a very important thing. And it was a big deal, and it caught a lot of uh, groups, uh, the access groups, so like uh, backcountry hunters and anglers, uh, I think wilderness society, all those types of groups. Um, caught them kind of off guard which doesn't really surprise me coming from Trump. So, that's out there. <laughs> you can read more about it. Well, um, and
1: there's a there's a joke here about it's, you know, it's obviously warming up in the DC area because Trump's getting out his flip-flops. Oh god. <laughs> Bad <burr>. jokes. <laughs> but yeah,
0: so that's seems like it has a little bit of uh, a little bit of legs going on there. Uh and it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Obviously, $12 billion maintenance backlog, that's a problem.
1: Yeah, right? But, uh, but yeah. that's been going for a long time. It's been building for years. Yep, yep. Since but, the
0: CCC got done with them?
1: Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so you want some fun facts for the week? Yes, I do. So uh, March is St. Paddy's Day, right? Mm-hmm. So um, there's a fair number of American Irish in the uh, – in the world, and maybe some of them are listening here, so here's some fun facts about about the uh, the grand old Isle of Ireland. Um, okay, so the average height of Irishmen is 5'8". Ben, guess what the average height of Irish women is? 5'8". Five 5'5". Five five. Oh, I thought they were... Okay, the so 90%, this is not a huge deal, right? This is not surprising, but 90% of Irish nationals are Catholic. How many do you think attend church every day, or every week? So 90 What do you think the percentage of? Yeah. Ninety percent are Catholic. What do you uh, think is the percentage who attend church?
0: Oh gosh. It's either really, really high, like eighty-nine, or it's like
1: forty. It's I'll take thirty percent. Thirty percent. Uh Ireland has the lowest annual number of UFO sightings in all of Europe. Um, for those who like to travel, that? Uh, on this great Irish central St. Paddy's Day fax. Um 70% of married Irish women would consider having an affair while on foreign holiday without their spouse or children. Guess what? 90% of all Irishmen would do the same.
0: <laughs>
1: How 73- does that compare to
0: other countries?
1: That's why I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Why. <laughs> That's a great question. 73% of Americans are unable to locate Ireland on a map without country names. That's depressing. Only 9% of the Irish population are natural redheads. Hmm. How's that? 57% of Irish people wear glasses or contact lenses. See, some of these I don't know.
0: There's no reference point, so I don't know what other countries are like. It could be very well that 10% of the human population has red hair.
1: Well, this is an Irish website that I'm on. They only care about themselves. I know, but...
0: If anybody out there knows the population without... I'm not going to Google it, but... (laughs) of glasses the, and uh, contacts what the natural population of redheads in a population is so like 8 billion people on the planet earth what popu- what percent has red hair they have so, with basic um, gene uh, what was that with fruit fly uh I can't think of the go ahead next one
1: so mendel dogs or excuse me cats now outnumber dogs 2 to 1 as ireland's most popular pet
0: Hmm.
1: Here's one that's not going to surprise your cats anybody. inside people.
0: They kill Dublin. billions, billions, b billions of birds in the North America every year. Did you know that? Well, yeah,
1: yeah, there. That's the, the number one enemy versus uh, against mm. songbirds. Yep. Dublin boasts one pub for every 100 head <laughs> of population. See again. I don't know if that's a lot or not. It seems like a lot. It seems like a lot. Um, but there's other places, um, that, you know, certainly have a high, uh, a high pub to, uh, to, to person ratio. Yep. Uh, let's see. A song only needs to sell 5,000 copies to top the Irish music charts. I'll take that. <laughs> you two.
0: Is that why you two um, so popular? It seems like probably.
1: Yeah. We're top let's see. Hmm. All right.
0: That's about it. Yeah, I think that's, that's
1: about it. I think that I think that does it. I think that does it. So enjoy your cats and your pubs and uh, only 9% redheads.
0: Yeah. And if you're on vacation, just
1: uh,
0: don't do that.
1: Keep it in your pants.
0: Yes. All right, people. Like we said, uh, thank you to hand up gloves.
1: What's the quote again? MTB Radio. Okay, that'll save 10%. you 10%.
0: And thank you to Follow Hollow for presenting this episode. Go to followhollow.com and use code MBR5. It can be the number or written out. So MBR5 uh, for $5 off. Check all the show notes. Give us a follow, subscribe, whatever it is, reviews. Um, and reminder if you're a business, organization, or some sort of thing, <laughs> And you want to get news out there, you could send it to us. I can't guarantee we're going to read it, but uh, it'd be cool to have a few uh, press releases, whatever it is, inside scoop. Uh, it's unique and will be listened, downloaded, whatever, probably 4,000 times. So ask Ben at com. That's it. This is episode three, third week. And, uh, Nothing else. Just send us an email. Let us know what you're thinking, how you like it, changes you'd like to hear, or other information that you would like us to share. That's it. Ben, you All good? right.
1: I'm great. Okay. Bye. Bye, everyone.